Hello everyone. Welcome to my show Career Startup Leadership Podcast. A podcast to spotlight world-class Asian entrepreneurs, C-suite executives and innovators who provide insights from their personal journey to inspire you. And this is your host Priyanka Kumla. We are here with another fabulous episode with an amazing South Asian entrepreneur. But before I talk more about who my special guest whom you are seeing on the screen is, A quick reminder to subscribe to us by following me Priyanka Komla and our Career Startup Leadership Podcast page on LinkedIn for your LinkedIn live notifications. We're also on YouTube, Twitter and your favorite podcast streaming platforms. So give us a like, follow us, subscribe, leave us a rating to continue to let us know how this podcast is inspiring you to be a better version of yourself. And as a special giveaway, we're doing our 12 days of Christmas giveaways. So follow me on LinkedIn. We have our first book giveaway by Cynthia Pong on Don't Stay in Your Career Lane out for grabs. So look out for my post and go ahead and put on a comment and your name for a lucky draw. And it closes on uh, Monday, so feel free to put in your entry before then. All right, our special guest for today is Harini Sampath. Hi, Harini. Welcome to the show. Hi, Hi, Priyanka. Nice. to be here awesome so harini is the founder of a brand called priyani she's also university of michigan roskill of business alumni go blue so proud of, so proud of having somebody from my alumni network on my show so with priyani which is raita yogurt dips a very special brand that's uh, that uh, harini is focused on and i'm going to talk more about her entrepreneurial journey the idea behind the brand priyani and how she's trying to balance both lives as an entrepreneur as you know a full time you know busy techie as well and a lot of interesting things about brand refresh and her road map for 2021 a lot of interesting aspects that i want to discuss with you harini but before then how is georgia treating you <laughs> georgia is great it's sunny it's um, i do unfortunately like it a little bit better than michigan um i'm glad uh, we do get the occasional snow which is nice um but um and i'm glad it's occasional that's awesome so i'm going to delve first into your entrepreneurial streak tell us how you felt you wanted to be an entrepreneur is it something that the university of michigan put the spark in you no i actually joined the university of michigan because i wanted to be an entrepreneur i didn't know what type of entrepreneur i was going to be i always assumed it was going to be in tech because that's where my career had been um for the most part and um so the the whole food startup idea was you know came from left field but um there was always i think a part of me that wanted to be an entrepreneur um i think uh, even back in 12th grade i said i wanted to be a business person so it's just something i had wanted to do for a long time that's awesome so how do you how do you see yourself when somebody says you're a foodie entrepreneur how do i see myself um you know it's uh, it, it's very hard to see myself actually um yeah, different people tell you different things and uh, uh i i think it's a it's a little bit um based on where they are coming from too um i remember uh, you know for example when initially my family was not happy with the idea of because for 5 years i did leave um the uh, you know technical or a tech 
technology workforce entirely to start up Prayani and get it to a certain point. So at that point, my family was not very happy with it, as you can imagine with most Indian families. So, you know, they saw me in one way. And then, of course, I got all this adulation from school, for uh, from Ross uh, Business School, for actually moving forward with the idea and taking it to fruition and getting um, the product out on store shelves. Um, I think, um, uh, every uh, and then just running the business itself uh, along with my family i think has just kept me very humble because there's so much that i've been learning and you know there's so many things that can go wrong and i i get that aspect of things as well and i'm so glad you've shared some of your struggles trying to convince your family that your path is something that is very close to your heart and the fun thing i love about you haruni is that as an immigrant to the us you've brought a lot of culture and history to america at the same time following your passions too mm -hmm. that was definitely one of the things that made this idea most interesting i mean bringing a part of my culture and heritage um into america which is kind of my adopted home uh, you know country at this point so um it, being able to do that was always the fascination or that's what i wanted to do um so i'm really happy at the opportunity uh, to be able to do that um again it's um you know what they teach you in business school is um ideas are a dime a dozen so you know this is one of the ideas i've had and i'm glad i've been able to move it forward to a point where it's um, starting to come true that's awesome. And to our listeners out there, Harini is an amazing seasoned entrepreneur. So we have an exclusive giveaway where you get a chance to get a 30-minute free mentoring session with Harini herself. So drop in a hello and the country that you're tuning in from if you're watching it live or on replay. And here's your chance to win an exclusive mentoring session with Harini. So Harini, tell us this. With the yogurt raita dips, how do you bring that unique flavor? Because there are a lot of other products in the market, primarily Mediterranean or American-based products, right? So how do you differentiate yourself with Prayani? Mm -hmm. um, so obviously, it's the flavor. It starts with the flavor. Um, even the texture, I think, would be a little bit different from your um, tzatziki. If you think about it, the tzatziki, which is the Mediterranean cucumber dip, is probably the closest in terms of the flavor profile. Uh, but it's still very different. Even people who uh, like tzatziki or are familiar with it um, absolutely loved our cucumber raita because we actually used um, pudina. The, so the mint from India, instead of um, using your spearmint or a local, you know, uh, another type of mint. Um, and then the coriander is another spice that people are not uh, as familiar with. The our dhania powder um, is not something that Americans are very used to. Cumin, they're a little bit more familiar with cilantro there. So it was a combination of things where they're familiar with a few of the flavors and then uh, and then add on a couple of elements of the flavor profile that they're unfamiliar with, which is what made it very interesting for them, I think. That's pretty cool. We have a couple of live listeners who are tuning in. So let's go ahead and acknowledge them as well. We have Ketiki Vaidya, who's from India. Hi, Ketiki. Welcome to the show. And please drop in a question or a comment for Harini as well. Uh, Ketiki is a personal branding expert from India. We have Satya who says, hi, Priyanka. Hi, Satya. Welcome again to the show. 
All right, so what kind of flavors do you have? Do you have like different types of raita dips that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, we have a cucumber with mint and cilantro. There is a tomato with cumin and coriander and a carrot with cumin and coriander. Um, they're still very different. The tomato adds a little bit of tanginess um, and then the carrot is a little bit sweeter. It's, it's a little bit more spicy than the tomato as well. So they're kind of three different, you know, a mild, a medium, and a hot, and then um, just different flavors, even though they have some similar spices. So um, those are what we have currently. And um, we have a couple of others uh, potentially planned for the future as well. Um, I'm, I personally am excited about potentially replacing, I think America's, um, you know, had a lot of the French onion dip. I think it's time for the Indian onion dip, if you will. You know, French onion dip is my favorite, so I'm looking forward to your product on the shelf. <laughs> cool. And I'm looking forward to bringing it on shelf. Yep. So what's your favorite of all the three flavors that you have currently? Oh, um, it's... Um, for the most part has been tomato and then there uh, you know i do like the cucumber it's it's just mild and refreshing a lot of people love the cucumber um but my personal favorite i would have to say most of the time if you ask me it would be the tomato that's awesome tangy tomato why not yeah <laughs> so let's talk about your entrepreneurial journey i know you had a lot of convincing you know your south asian parents and family that you know what you're doing is something that you really enjoy doing but what are some challenges that you faced once you were into the market doing the research and finally putting the product on the shelves of these grocery stores yeah um actually um so there's one thing that we uh, learn one thing i learned as a food entrepreneur is getting on the shelf is less than half the bottle a battle right getting it off the shelf is um it, it, that's where the actual challenge starts um even though it's it felt quite challenging get to getting to the point where we got it on the shelves um uh, you know in the early stages it was around uh making sure we got the right um uh, the right shelf uh, we got the right shelf life uh we, we needed enough shelf life so it was able to sit on the shelf so we were able to get it about eight weeks there was a lot of um uh, you know trial and error talking to uh friends micro uh, one of my friends is a microbiologist she was able to give me some ideas that we use there's there's just so much of um you know trial and error that went into that and um we did about five trial runs uh, on the, in the commercial kitchen and then finally went to production and then sold at farmers markets got on local um, store shelves um, and getting on local store shelves which michigan has a few of is um is relatively easy and then we did a lot of demos and i say we because it was me but my mom actually eventually kind of came along for the ride she was visiting from india and she would come uh, with me for almost every single demo and it was amazing how she i uh, i would hear from so many people that she was amazing at sales and marketing and <laughs> it was very interesting to see that happen after that her initial reaction uh, she's personally told me she was uh, like crying almost every day for a month after i started the um, I, I, uh, the business well, it's so glad that your family has seen your success and your continued success as we march into 2021 as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So how did it feel when you were standing out there giving your product out to customers and waiting for their reaction? Tell us that first experience. Oh, I, I was so nervous because um, I'm that point. Actually, a lot of the market research we did at school, uh, we won a few awards, grants as part of uh, uh, this uh, Zelluri Institute at the Ross uh, Business School, which focuses on entrepreneurs and helps entrepreneurs through. So I had um, won a couple of grants and awards um, through market research that 
that my team and I had done. Um, and so we were fairly confident going in that this was something that an American consumer wanted. But um, nobody, uh, you know, it's like uh, when people say that on a survey is one thing, are they willing to put their money where their mouth is, even if it's five bucks for a tub? Uh, that was, uh, you know, that was uh, going, uh, that was what I was nervous about. So, um, but it, uh, the initial reaction at farmers markets was amazing. We, uh, the kind of feedback we got, uh, people were emotional trying the product, um, uh, just very positive feedback at farmers markets where we would sell out all the time. Um, so I think that was very encouraging to know that there was a market out there and people were uh, interested in um, buying uh, the product and not uh, buying the product is one thing um, the, for the first time and the only time uh, what I was looking for was a repeat purchase which was also there people would come back multiple times uh, in fact on our website um, that's prayani.com you'll see recipes that we've listed and uh, I didn't come up with any of those recipes. I would just ask customers what they were using our product for. And they told me, hey, I put it on my chicken. Hey, it's on my salmon. Um, I make a salad with this. And um, so pretty much all those recipes are um, uh, you know, were ideas from our customers. So it was amazing to see that reaction. Definitely, it was great validation. That's such an amazing story, right? Like the first recognition that you get Mm -hmm. is a, a validation for all the struggles that you go through to launch your product. Now, who has been your target demographic? Is it primarily South Asians or it's primarily Americans? What's, what's your take there? We started out with Americans um, for the most part because, again, my vision was to make uh, South Asian product mainstream. So from that perspective, uh, our target market was um, uh, your average American. And then to uh, what we found at farmers markets was it was um, a, um, uh, well, there was a lot of women, obviously, anywhere from 35 to 55, 60, who absolutely loved the flavors. Of course, you have to love the flavors. And then uh, they were looking for the health benefits in the product, which was, um, uh, you know, just that it's lighter than your average sour cream based dip. They were sometimes bored with your, uh, you know, standard hummus and maybe tzatziki. So they liked the flavor profile a lot. Um, and then a lot of women coming back from work um, at around, you know, 4.30 or so, they were looking for a healthier snack before they even got to dinner or made dinner. And there were not a lot of options out there for that. So um, they found this as a, um, a good way to get veggies and just do a veggie dip with uh, with the raita and then they enjoyed it and it was relatively low calories and healthier than any other dips out there. You know, it's amazing to see a power snack that's healthy mm -hmm. and it's flavorful and it's different from yeah. your regular store brands. Yeah. Now, on that note, I'm going to share a couple of our comments from our live listeners. Thanks all for tuning in. And remember, do continue putting in your questions. One lucky winner is going to win a free mentoring session with Harini as part of our giveaway on this episode. Mm -hmm. So we have Supriya, who says, yay, Harini, so cool. So uh, I think Supriya is part of your network. Mm -hmm. And we have Ketiki Vaidya, who says, hey, Harini, it's great to see you here. I followed your journey, and I'm excited to know more about your work, including the support that you get from your three-year-old. Are, you are you open to sharing some of those? What do kids think about you? 
Yeah, yeah. I have a now he's eight, so it's been five years since we started, and he's eight now. And it's um, it, it used to be very interesting. He would uh, come into stores while I was doing demos. He was probably you know my biggest fan, wanted to try everything out, which is kind of uh, interesting those times when you want him to keep away from the food, right? So, um, yeah. I, I, in terms of um, yeah, th thank you, Kate. I didn't. Do, uh, you know, that's, that's it's amazing. You've been following my journey. Um, I um, so in terms of my work, um, I guess uh, if you had any more specifics, I, it would be interesting. But I guess in terms of my work uh, as an entrepreneur, um, it's um, it's been a lot of support from my family for sure. I've told you about my mother who came with the demos. I couldn't have done what I did without the support eventually, right? Again, while there was some initial trepidation about me following this journey, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of times I've had to get up at 4 a.m. Um, on Saturday morning, go do, um, because I, uh, Saturdays is the dem uh, is the farmers market, so you go there, set up uh, your tent or set up your um, table by five a.m., six a.m. Um, so that's uh, you know that's that part of the work. There's a lot of um, I guess it, it takes a lot uh, of time away from the family, which um, you can't do without the support from your family for sure. So that's just one example, but the numerous times that I've been away from uh, family, uh, just doing demos in the store or at the farmers markets or um, or traveling uh, I've been to multiple um, I've been to so many places within the US looking for a co-packer which is uh, to scale up uh, the production of our product um, because we uh, we were making it at a commercial kitchen for a long time and um, so I've been to the middle of Kansas uh, middle of Wisconsin uh, upstate New York so uh, you know just being away and doing all that, I couldn't have done that without support from my family. I've had my father-in-law come in for stretches at a time, um, cook for the family, uh, my husband and my son, uh, or my parents, they, they come rotate from India. And uh, again, I, I, I think work cannot be mentioned without support from uh, the family. That's amazing. And it's, it's, it's always nice to continue seeing your growth as you're scaling up in 2021. So tell us what's in your roadmap as part of 2021. I understand you're going through a brand refresh as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so as far as 2021, so we are finally at a point where we have identified a co-packer that we are working with. Um, uh, so a co-packer is the uh, is a manufacturer at scale for the product um, because in the dairy industry, um, it's it's just uh, the, uh, the equipment runs into millions of dollars sometimes it, at the very least a minimum uh, a million. So when we started, we started the commercial kitchen, uh, which gave us uh, the low volume, but also very hard to scale up. Um, so after all the travel I did through, uh, you know, parts of the country, finally, uh, the co-packer happens to be in Michigan, um, but they're a brand new facility. They weren't there when we first started. And so they're coming up to speed on some of their certifications. Um, so as they do that, and then we are in the process of a kind of a complete brand refresh. Um, some of the things that we identified with our last branding, which didn't quite work on the shelf. It was great on paper. It was great on the computer. Didn't quite work on the shelf as well as we would have liked. So doing that refresh. Uh, so we're taking a bit of a pause right now to be able to you know, get the certification in place, get the branding in place, and then move forward for next year, being able to scale up beyond uh, Michigan and um, you know do it kind of the right way. 
And some of our listeners are curious about how you coined the name Prayani and what does it stand for? Yeah, uh, Prayani uh, means traveler. It's not a very, I guess, um, a romantic word, if you will. Um, but uh, the 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 origin for this was I was uh, when I was doing demos in the stores as well as at, uh, talking to consumers at farmers markets. There was a common theme that I saw with a lot of the people that I was talking to, and. Uh, pretty much all of them would mention that they love to travel. And um, it doesn't have to, it didn't have to be that they had come to or gone to India, right? It could be anywhere in the world. They could be, you know, it could be South America, it could be Europe, but just that, um, uh, uh, that sense of adventure in them to want to travel, um, that was a common theme that I saw in our consumers. So Prayani is uh, Tamil for traveler and uh, it's essentially, um yeah of course we went through the whole uh my family and i like came up with 100 200 names uh, you know vetted out quite a few but this kind of stood out and when, whenever i would uh, i i did talk to a few people and um you know this was the one that was the most i guess um uh, catchy or the one that stood out for most people so that's how we came up with the name now that when I look back at the name as somebody who comes from the same place that you hailed back in India, I can totally resonate with it. But at the same time, it's much more catchy. There's some curiosity to the name. Yeah. And now when you understand the meaning, it's like you're traveling into this, you know, a, a, into this world of different flavors. Yes. So it, it's nice to hear that analogy as well. Yeah. We have another question from Aishwarya Varma. It says, hi, Priyanka and Harni. Hi, Aishwarya. Welcome to the show. Are you looking to expand on flavors or into other categories? Uh, what do you yeah. have to say over there? Yes, for sure. Um, one of the reasons we haven't done it so far is uh, we've had challenges scaling up, but um, I was explaining to Priyanka earlier that um, for sure, I think the, it's time for the Indian onion dip. The French onion dip is still by far the most sold, uh, I guess, dip in America. And um, hoping we can you know, kind of start to replace that or uh, give it a good fight at least. Um, as far as other categories, that's also definitely in, um, uh, you know, kind of planned but um, there is uh, one way to think for me, and I know different people would do this different ways. Um, the category expansion, I think, has to come after you've established your brand in one particular category or uh, for one particular product. Um, so my intention is to be able to do that before um expanding into other categories and for sure i mean the um our the company itself uh, when uh, we founded it it was about um bringing healthier better for you foods from south asia um to the world essentially so that's going to be the theme uh, you know what are some of the um uh, everybody knows uh, your tandoor chicken or your curry or um, and this uh, there's a few different products like that in the market today but how can we uh, not necessarily spin there are already very healthy products that we have that are also flavorful that I think um, kind of need to be given their chance to so that would be the theme of the other categories we go into that, that's pretty cool you know the French onion dips as well as the chips, mm -hmm. that's my favorite. So I'm looking yeah. forward to what your category expansion would look like in a couple of years down the lane. So congratulations again for all these small milestones that you're making towards a better category expansion as well. Thank you. All right, so you have a full-time job mm -hmm. and you're an entrepreneur. How do you handle both of these different facets, facets of life apart from motherhood as well? What's one advice would you give for us? 
Um, don't try to do it yourself. I think it, that's a standard theme that's going to be in my thing, right? Um, yeah, you will need support from your family. You will need support from your teammates. Uh, so from the from the business standpoint, um, by the time, so I did a focus on the business for about four years before taking on a full-time job. It just needed that focus to get it to a point that we did. And then uh, once I moved to Georgia, I did start this full-time job. But by then, um, I had a team lead who was producing the product who I completely trusted I would work with the team to um, ship out product uh, as the orders came in um, so I, I could completely uh, rely on her and the team to do that um, uh, and it took some training took a, a few different um, you know it took some time to get there right um, so there was that um, and then uh, from the family front, of course, support from the family. So um, I would definitely say don't try to do everything yourself. And um, that would be my top um, uh, you know, advice. You know, especially during these pandemic times, right? Everybody's looking for support from the community. Yes. Now, two things that I'm interested in seeing is how has this COVID pandemic affected your sales? Yeah, um, it's actually um, definitely impacted our sales. Uh, one of the things that um, is has been, um, and you know, we're primarily in Michigan. Michigan has been hard hit. If you uh, have followed, um, you know, the state, and um, it, we're all. Uh, I mean, funnily enough just before it really hit hard was uh, when we transitioned to the co-packer. So they, uh, it's not just sales, but even from a production standpoint, they were going through their challenges. Um, they couldn't, uh, there were other certifications that they needed to um, go through. So they shipped once, they, then they had some challenges. So they were sort of a certification production issues. So the, our distributor kept ordering and we couldn't fulfill those orders because uh, there were production challenges. Um, so it's it's hit us in multiple ways because of which we and then we couldn't sell you know because of that so it's definitely hit us in multiple ways um it was uh, some stressful times this year as we uh, went through that process for sure um so it's it's uh, not just impacted sales but everything has slowed down because of that right there are multiple ripple effects right especially as a small business entrepreneur now the second aspect i wanted to delve into is your business model from a revenue standpoint you know, is it bootstrapped? Are you looking for investors? Yeah, so, so far we've been mostly bootstrapped. We did raise a small amount last year, um, but at this point I am uh, in the process of raising money. I uh, I've, uh, I think it's it's come to the point where uh, uh, you know that you need, I've always known that there would be a point that you would have to raise, but I pushed it to, because I was still learning a lot of things along the way. I didn't want to make mistakes with other people's money. I wanted to be at a point where, um, you know, I knew, exactly what I needed to do uh, when I got that money. So um, that's kind of where I'm at uh, right now, uh, taking all the lessons learned uh, from the last year, uh, last five years, and then moving forward with, uh, with the money raise. Um, but one thing I think I've realized that is, is that every scale, you might still make mistakes, right? So there's, there's still, um, I'm not saying I've learned everything that there is to learn. So there's still a possibility that I'll make mistakes. But again, um, hopefully it's been reduced from everything that I've learned over the last five years. I was completely new to the food industry. So that was a, um, yeah, there, there was a lot of uh, like a learning curve for me as well. Just even networks, getting to know a lot of people. Um, so you can tap into and ask for advice wasn't 
there when I first started, and now I've been able to develop that. That's pretty impressive. I'm already thinking of a couple of guests on my show who could help you as part of your investment and you know being part of the food business. So I'll I'll okay. connect you with them offline after That'd the show. Fantastic. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, that's the best part about the podcast. It's about real people, real conversations, and how we create this cohesive community where we can help each other and learn from each other. Yeah, thank you, Kamala. This is great. I mean, Priyanka, this is great. That's awesome. So we have an interesting question from Ketaki. As you're looking at expanding your categories and bringing in more investors, have you thought about presenting yourself on Shark Tank? Yeah. Of course. Um, yes, I think almost every entrepreneur in the U.S. thinks of Shark Tank at some point. And um, when they uh, they were doing, um, I guess, uh, you know, a preview or trying to shortlist people when I was in Detroit once and I made the first cut, um, didn't make the second cut where they asked for a video pitch after that. Um, I think uh, in retrospect, uh, that was that was a good thing for them uh, for that time. Uh, may and I, you know, when I was thinking about it, I could have gone back. I, but you know, you have to be at a point where even being on the show and being unsuccessful getting money has to be good for you. So the publicity helps you. Many people, in fact, get on there for the publicity. Um, but we were at a point where we could not scale up nationally. We were this tiny startup out of Michigan. Um, it really wouldn't have helped us uh, at all to be on the show, either positive or negative, you know, even if we didn't raise the money. So I think, um, yes, but um, I, I, I think the timing has to be right for that, for us to apply again, for me to apply again. I know. We'll be cheering for you whenever you're ready for Shark Tank. Thanks. Awesome. So when you look back at your journey so far, what is one thing, you know, that you wished you knew and would have told your younger self about? Hmm. Um, that is an interesting one. I mean, there's, there's so many lessons I've learned over the uh, you know, last few years. But I think um, one thing I have learned is um, to not worry about, uh, I guess, not have fear as much holding you back from the things. Like, what do you have to lose? And I think that mentality I didn't have starting my career. Um, I was a little bit more, I don't know, um, I, I would always think twice, thrice before doing anything, saying anything. And, you know, uh, so I think that's changed a little bit over time. I finally realized, uh, you know, I don't have that much to lose. It's okay if you speak your mind. It's okay if you, um, uh, you know, if you want to do something that's out of the ordinary. So that's something I would definitely tell myself, uh, my younger self. No, that's pretty cool. When we look back, it's always, you know, very philosophical. Mm -hmm. thing like, hey, we should ask for more help. We shouldn't stress ourselves by overthinking. Yeah. But it's all in retrospect, right? Yes. Not in the moment. Awesome. So we have a fun rapid fire round for you. Are you ready for it? Okay. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following in one word, if you can. Ooh. Who's your role model? Too many to count. Sorry, I have a list of people that I can think right off the bat. Go for the top three. Okay, um, Ashok and Mira Vasudevan. They're uh, they created Tasty Bite, and they've kind of accomplished already what I've done with uh, 
my um you know with prayani um then there is um uh, as south asian entrepreneur kiran mazumdar shah of course um sarah blakely she's been so open about her experiences and i have to mention my parents in their own way my dad's work ethic my mom's uh, just quick on her feet thinking that i'm uh, you know that i realized i need as an entrepreneur that's amazing and uh, kiran mazmudasha is always a role model for south asians and <laughs> i hope to have her on my show at some point in the near future too cool what does happiness mean to you happiness um i think being content with where i am and being happy with my choices but whether bad or good right it's it's still taught me something and just being content is uh, is what it means to me how do you look back at success success is uh very difficult for me to define some days i feel successful and some days not at all um i have uh, struggles with that so let's not go there <laughs> and what do you say to yourself when you have those challenging dark moments um i i kind of uh, i'm a big believer in kind of visualization so i tend to visualize the time when i am very successful and it's worked for me like through school and everything so i always imagine the far future where everything is rosy so that's always that always helps you bring up a very good point because you know when i do my meditation and have this final affirmations before i open my eyes i look at how do i want to spend this day mm-hmm. and that visualization really helps you feel inspired that you want to do something that's productive for you and for the people around you yeah what is one fun thing about harmony that's exclusive to our karib startup podcast listeners <laughs> um okay so this is going to be probably not that uh, fun i'm not sure but it's definitely nerdy um my family and i were big star trek fans i'm a huge star trek nerd i've seen the original series oh, about four times each episode now <laughs> and um some a good chunk of the next generation too that's awesome does your son love that but that yes uh we got him into it last year yes and so nice. i'd already seen it three times each and that's when now this is how the fourth time happened is with him it's nice to have little buddies as company for mm-hmm. your hobbies yeah only the last question that i have is what is your native language and one word to describe yourself in your native language ooh my native so my native language is tamil I honestly don't know how I I know the English word but I'm not sure what how I would describe it in my native language. Go for it. We'll give it a try. I can help you. Um hmm I don't know. So I was going to say gritty but um I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, possibly. Yeah, it's it's when you have the perseverance and yeah. you know the grit exactly you know that explains who you are in a nutshell yeah. it's been so wonderful to have you on the show harni and uh, thanks for sharing your life journey some of the entrepreneurial challenges and most important of all the pivots that you're successfully making mm-hmm. you know that's that gives a lot of inspiration to entrepreneurs and people who are watching and listening to the show Oh it's been my absolute pleasure pleasure being here I uh, you know it's amazing um I I 
enjoyed being uh, you know chatting with you about my journey and i would really encourage everyone to uh, subscribe to the curry of startup leadership podcast it's uh, it's really inspiring to see you know of course you hear of the uh, kiran mazundar shahs of the world but uh, it's inspiring to see everyday south asian entrepreneurs uh, being highlighted on your show right so it's um, I thank you so much for doing that um, and uh, bringing that to the south asian folks Thank you so much, Harini. But before we let you go, I have two things to share. One is some of our comments from our live listeners as well. Uh, we have Aditya who says, "Thanks for sharing your insights, Harini." Thank you. Thanks, Aditya. And we have Satya who says, "Very interesting and impressive interview, and showcasing the hard work of the entrepreneur is appreciated." Thanks, Satya. Thanks, Satya. And Ketiki says, "Loved your insights. Thank you so much for your authenticity as well." Thank you, Ketiki. That's awesome. I know our listeners have a lot of other interesting questions, so feel free to drop them in your comments uh, section. And Harni, when you get a chance after the episode, feel free to go back and respond to them at your convenience. Yeah. Now, the second aspect: drum roll for our lucky winner for that free mentoring session. Are you ready for it, Harni? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. So we're going to give it to. Ketiki Vaidya, who had a lot of interesting and inspiring questions, and I'm quite sure she'll have a lot more as part of the mentoring session. So, Ketiki, congratulations! Yeah, congratulations, Ketiki. Thank you so much for joining uh, me today. And uh, yeah, I, it's my absolute pleasure. I, I love mentoring people, and um, I've had the opportunity to do it with uh, uh, with through DLI um, with your students. But uh, yeah, it's been my absolute pleasure. Awesome, and congratulations, Ketiki. If you're still on the live show feel free to drop in a, a comment so i know that you've had a chance to know that you're the lucky winner and we'll connect you offline with harni so you can grab that free mentoring session thank you so much harni it's been such a pleasure and i've really enjoyed getting to know you and you know as a fellow ross alum it's always nice to see uh, you know entrepreneurs succeed because we all go to business school with dreams of finding our passions or implementing what our passions are and i'm so glad you've done it so successfully and continue to uh, giving back to the community through your products as well as through mentoring young entrepreneurs too yeah absolutely uh, priyanka and, and kudos to you too how you're taking your path forward um yeah, it's it's amazing thank you so much awesome so ketiki says yay thank you so congrats again ketiki with that being said, uh, quick reminder to all our live listeners, we have our 12 days of Christmas giveaway as part of our Christmas spirit. So our first book giveaway is out. So check out my latest post on LinkedIn to get a chance to win that free book from Cynthia Pong on how do you change your, do not stay in your career lane, which is a great book for women of color, as well as for other people in the community. And also follow me Priyanka Komla, as well as our Career Startup Leadership Podcast page on LinkedIn, as we do our countdown until Christmas for our 12 days of free giveaways with an interesting book from our guests who have been showcased on our Career Startup Leadership Podcast show. Until another episode, which is going to happen tomorrow with our guest, Nader, who is a STEM engineer and a mental health and fitness enthusiast. We're going to learn a lot more about his life journey as well. This is your host, Priyanka Komla, signing off from Career Startup Leadership Podcast a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian entrepreneurs, innovators, and C-suite executives who can inspire you with their candid journey. And do continue to remember to hit that like or subscribe and do follow us and comment, leave a rating wherever you're watching or hearing our podcast. Thank you and have a wonderful rest of the day.